This is the Bitcoin Made Simple Podcast. Here's your host, Corey Tusick. This is the Bitcoin Made Simple Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Tusick. On today's episode, I talked with Johnny Quinn. Johnny is a former football player, uh, played at the University of North Texas, and then um, played a, a got on a couple NFL teams um, and then after his uh, football career ended in the CFL up in Canada he made the transition to bobsledding um, so he was a Olympian in 2014 uh, represented Team USA uh, for the four-man bobsled um, but I also he started following me and noticed he was a Bitcoiner and you know so wanted to, to see his journey because he does a lot of you know um, corporate speaking events and motivational speaking, stuff like that. And, um, and I thought it was an interesting perspective because a lot of his discussions talk about pivoting in careers because he pivoted from football after an ACL injury, you know, and, and found a new career with bobsledding. Um, and, you know, with Bitcoin, obviously, we're all pivoting out of the fiat system and into Bitcoin. So uh, and I, it was interesting to find out that he um, I didn't know how long he'd been in this space. So he is uh, 2021. Um, pretty new and he's all in as far as you know dollar cost averaging and long bitcoin um, he gets it so it's it's really cool to see and i think like him and and like people like myself have uh had a quick learning curve thanks to everything that's out there so uh to learn from so hope you enjoy this conversation we also we did talk a little bit about uh bobsledding too because i you know had to ask you know considering cool runnings was a childhood favorite movie of mine um, if you want to follow Johnny on Twitter, it's at Johnny Quinn USA. And in the show notes, I'll put the links to all of his other stuff. Um, but uh, if you want to follow me, the show is at Bitcoin Simply. My personal Twitter account is at Tusik Corey. And if you want to email the show, it's Bitcoin Made Simple Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Um, yeah, I, f- I forget where we in. We might have been in a Twitter spaces together or something. Yeah, or... I, I came across, you know, I, I came across your information or, you know, your Twitter handle, obviously you're pretty active um, and just, you know, love the content. And so I know, I think we connected through that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I got to ask you what does, you know, how does being an Olympian and being a Bitcoiner now, you know, this... <laughs> how does that uh how did that intersect uh yeah, i guess well neat. you know to give people your background you know yeah you, you know start with your i guess football and and the bigger question is how do you go from football to bobsled or you, you know you just watch cool runnings over and over and over again and that's a it now you know you're right i've got a football background i grew up in texas played uh division one football at the university of north texas then i, I entered the nfl um i was with the buffalo bills mm-hmm. the green bay packers uh got cut both years then went on to the saskatchewan rough riders played in the cfl for a year Corey blew out my knee that was the yep. end of my uh my football career and uh some interesting some interesting things started to line up my my uh my mom had a co-worker who was a bobsledder back in the day and my uh, agent, my agent represented a bobsledder back in the day. And, and since there's no NCAA level bobsledding, uh, they, they recruit from football and track and field. And so I, I ran track in college as well. And so, you know, I, three cuts in pro ball, I, I kind of looked like damaged goods on paper. So I saw that door closing and, um, I remember I said, do you want to try bobsled? And I'm thinking, you know, to that point, I, I grew up in Texas. All I know is cool runnings, right? The Jamaican yeah, team. Yeah. And he goes, you know, Johnny, some people say they can't believe. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Feel the rhythm, feel the run. Get on up. It's bobsled time. And yeah. um, he goes, you know, you want to try bobsled? They look for former football guys, track background. And so I started in 2010 and then made my first Olympic team in, in 2014. So I had a chance to represent the United States uh, in the 2014 Winter Olympics. And Corey, it was unreal. I mean, to walk in opening ceremonies. Yeah, I was going to ask. That has to be incredible. Oh, it was just amazing to compete on Olympic ice. I mean, it was it was a remarkable, um, j- j- just a special time in my career. And and so since then, I, I speak full time. I travel the country. I, I, I do a lot of keynotes. Um, I do a lot of you know corporate events, whether you bring in outside speakers. So I come in and mm-hmm. speak on basically how do you pivot when things get tough. Right. And so, yeah. 
Yeah. What was interesting is, is one of my teammates from the Olympics got into Bitcoin and shortly after the games in 2014. Who was that? And uh, his name's Dallas Robinson. We were on the same, okay. same bobsled team. And, you know, looking back now, uh, sadly, I, I paid no attention. <laughs> Right. I think, uh, yeah, the price was probably uh, you know, a couple what, hundred bucks, a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. And what's interesting is I, I um, you know, I, the more I, I, I start to learn in this space is, is people have different entry points. And, you know, I think back to then, or when I started hearing about Bitcoin, you know, I, I have a gaming background. I played a lot of Halo, went to the national Halo tournament. Oh, nice. Um, and with, with, with a uh, team Slayer team and, um, I, I just thought Bitcoin was, you know, for gamers to purchase online cloaks. And yeah. boy, was I wrong. You know, um, I, I paid no attention to it. And so, yeah, yeah, we, uh, you know, you stay connected with your. With I did your, the same you, thing, man. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like, uh, you know, now it's like now what I know, I'm like, oh, my gosh, uh, what an idiot. Um, but I, I started. I remember my teammate got into Bitcoin 2014, 2015, didn't pay much attention to it. But during the year of COVID uh, last year, you know, like everybody, I saw the price start to run. Mm-hmm. And so that, that, you know, perked my attention. I'm like, okay, let me get, there's so much information out there, a lot of FUD floating around. Let me talk to one of my teammates, a guy I trust who's been in, in the Bitcoin space for four or five years now. And so he pointed me in, in, in the direction of some resources. And so, um, you know, I, I read what I, I think every Bitcoiner or, or newbie or whoever needs to read is, is the Bitcoin standard. And mm-hmm. when you read that 300 page book um, and, and you start to understand, you know, what is money? Money can be anything, but it has to have these certain properties for the transfer in time and space. Uh, did I start to get it? And, and when I say get it, still on a topical level. Oh yeah. But I, I started to think, okay, we've got something here that um, is just remarkable. And so that was kind of my journey. And so I, I think what's so interesting is, you know, I started purchasing Bitcoin in, in 2021. So I don't have a, I don't have a Bitcoin bag from, from back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I go out and, and uh, you know, introduce people to Bitcoin or, or now I'm speaking on it, I, I held my first Bitcoin meetup last month here in, in, in Texas. And oh, I'm going to nice. host one this month is I, I, I think I can come from a perspective, Corey, of, you know, as much as I wish I would have had a bag from 2014, I don't. Yeah. You know, I started accumulating in 2021. So I, I think I can bring a unique perspective, if, uh, if, if you will, for someone who's gotten into the space. And, and what's so interesting, Corey, is the more I study and read and consume content, um, the more excited I get about it. Oh, right? yeah. The, yeah. The, the more. Um, if you're ever feeling da- down about it, all you have to do is go on and like, you know, flip on a podcast or something. Yeah. And then afterwards, you're like, all right, whatever money I have in my bank account. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get it. Out, yeah. Get, get it out of that. Dirty sell the shirt out. off your back. You know, right. And, right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that, so that's kind of my intro. That's my intro to the space. Yeah. So, well, then you're in the unique because I'm as far as purchasing class of 2020. Okay. Um, Cool. And but I was I was fortunate when I first bought it was March of 2020. So beautiful. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed you know quite the meteoric rise. Right now I'm trying my hardest to uh, earn like a, a bear market badge. Although it's not a bear market, we're still in a bull run. But uh, like I'm just buying everything and like it it's just I'm trying to get to like negative. I want to I think I'm close to negative. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm gonna keep that close of track of like, but um. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I think you have an interesting perspective because, yeah, you guys, if you get super excited about it in tw- 2021, and here we are, and you know, well, it's July now, yeah. um, and and we're sitting in this kind of lull, uh, yeah. and you're still excited about it. So, yeah, how? Yeah, how I mean, I had, a, I had a 50 percent retracement from you know because I buy every week, so I bought you know uh, that the week it was 64, so you know we're yep. we're at a 45 50 percent retracement and. When you zoom out, I think that's so so important, um, especially talking to the Bitcoiners that have been in this space. But that's just a good life lesson in general. You know, when I zoom out from my yeah. career in, in, in professional football, when I zoom out from my career, you know, it was a four-year journey to make the Olympic team, Corey. Um, you know, men and women who operate from a perspective of wisdom, mm-hmm. they, they zoom out. Now, 
I don't like that I bought the week of of 64. <laughs> but, you know, again, I, 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 I'm extremely Bitcoin long. So and I'm DCA and, you know, once a week. So I, I'm going to buy mm-hmm. high and I'm going to buy low. But the, the most important thing with, with this this finite asset is that I'm accumulating Mm-hmm. That and and that that's the goal, right? Yeah, accumulate. yeah. Just keep accumulating and and kind of like um, you know, put your nose down. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if you ever uh, like I did this with hockey, like uh, um, running up ski slopes for training. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you ever ran. I'm sure you yeah, ran yeah, up yeah. Those oh, ski slopes Hills and oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, and I, you know, I kind of look at Bitcoin accumulation, kind of like running up the ski slope. You know, mm-hmm. where like. Um, where our coach, you know, when, and like the, tra- when we do be, be doing the training, you'd be like, don't look up at the top of the ski slope, Yeah, you know, yeah. look two feet in front of you and get to that next spot. And you just mm-hmm. keep, you just keep getting to that next spot. And the next thing, you know, boom, you're at the top of the mountain. Right. Um, right. And so I, I kind of look at like the uh, DCA like that, you know, yeah. like, and I'm sure if for training, like, you know, with Olympic training and, you know, college football and track and field and all that kind of stuff you see like a similar process because you know when you start training it's not an overnight process it's right and then you have to sustain it you have to sustain yeah yeah you know what i learned at at, at the elite level in athletics and and you learn this growing up in in sports or if you're part of any type of extracurricular activity is is consistency right consistency Mm -hmm. is key got to show up, you know, and, and when I, when I remember getting to college and, and I'm a, I'm a freshman wide receiver, uh, we were lifting Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6am show up, show up, show up. Same thing in the Bitcoin space, right? If you will, is, 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 is accumulate, accumulate, accumulate. Now, you know, it, there's comfort levels for everyone. Um, there's, you know, h- how do you do it? You, you, I guess you, you could argue that and have some strategies, but it, similar to, to sports, get in the weight room, have a consistent game plan. So let's have a consistent game plan for how, how are you going to accumulate Bitcoin? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if you're a sailor, you're an all in guy. Um, <laughs> if, uh, if you're, it, it's interesting as, as the more I look in this space, where, wherever people fall, you know, as, as they're, whether they're coming from a skepticism perspective or, you know, they've, they've, they've been in the fiat system for so long. Um, I, I think we got to get off zero. Everybody has to get off zero. Yeah. How, how you want to do that. I don't know. It's a personal preference. That's the beauty of individual sovereignty. You, you got to make your choice, but I, I just, zero's not the right answer, Corey. It, yeah. It's not the right answer. And, you know, I, I have a passion as a keynote speaker. You know, companies hire me to come in and speak on teamwork, execution, performance, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, how to over, action steps that you use in high stressful situations. And so, what I've noticed in this Bitcoin space is that, look, Bitcoin's inevitable. It doesn't need me, doesn't yeah. need you, doesn't need Sailor, doesn't need who, it doesn't need anybody. It, it's it's going to happen. But what I found is that, okay, I've got gifts and we all have been given gifts. Um, my ability to communicate is I, I, not coming from a finance background or not coming from a computer science background. Is, is there a way I can sit down with somebody and help them understand, and, and this is what I call my Bitcoin meetup, the basics of Bitcoin, mm-hmm. right? Understanding that, you know, uh, seashells were money, cattle were money, uh, you know, Salt was money back in the day. Yeah. Anything can be money. And so can I break this down in, in almost a layman's term where somebody doesn't have a computer science or finance background that they can understand this, this breakthrough in peer-to-peer transactions that, that they get it. Mm-hmm. Now, w- what they do with the information, I don't know. It's up to them. But golly, I sure wish somebody would have sat down with me and, and um, didn't use complex terms but yeah. to, to help me understand it. And so that, that's kind of my passion really with being in this space is, is using my gifts as a keynote speaker to help educate, uh, I guess you could say the masses yeah. who, who aren't interested or who don't, who get a little intimidated when people use the word finance yeah. or, you know, or who aren't when they technical. hear like blockchain or SHA-256. Right. Or, it's know. like, yeah, you know, and they, and they just shut down. 
when you know most of their net worth is in fiat and it's getting debased every year from quantitative easing and inflation, we've got a big problem. So it gets me excited to say, hey, there's a solution out there that yeah. actually you can control. But you know, in that line of work, Corey, we've got to communicate it in a way that people understand. Yep. Right. Yeah. That's the hard. I, that's the hardest part. Is yeah. Um, you know, and I'm sure. Well, it's amazing. It sounds like you um, have like really become like a Bitcoin maximalist. <laughs> like, you know, and, and I say that in a good way, because that's that's what I am. And like, you know, you kind of like have gone basically like you get it, you know, and, and the way I kind of look at it is like, I think a lot of people try to think, OK, I have to understand the code. I have to understand mm. everything. And it's like if you get the basics, the surface level that yeah. it can't be manipulated. Right. And it will, it's a hard cap in the value in that you're like, Oh, and it's censorship proof. You're like, okay, that's really right. all you need to know. Kind of like, yeah. you know, if you look at bullet points, what do you think? Yeah. The, the two things that attracted me was the, 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 uh, finite supply 21 million. Mm-hmm. Um, we've never had that before. Yeah. The um, and then the decentralization, you know, mm-hmm. for, for somebody not to get in there and mud, muddy the waters. You know, when Facebook gets in trouble, what do they do? They call Zuckerberg to, to Congress, uh, yeah. to D.C. It, it's it's so it's so mind blowing. And I think the Bitcoin standard talked about this. Look, I, I'm an avid reader. And so I, I've gone down the path where I mean, I'm consuming as much content as I can. And what I've mm-hmm. found about this, Corey, is that it it it. It, it makes me, <laughs> it opens up my perspective in that, wow, I still have a lot of room to grow here. Um, yeah. I still have a lot to learn and you could really go down the, the technical side of it. But I just, I started looking at consistencies and, you know, one of the things that, that I've compared and I speak on this and I think I got it from the Bitcoin standard or it was another book I read, maybe it was an article, but comparing it to the, the breakthrough of, um, of, of similar to going from horses to automobiles, right? When Carl Benz yeah. invented the first automobile in 1885. Um, I mean, you can't just looking at the FUD that they had to overcome, you know, oh, why would you get rid of a horse? You know, the horse has four legs, it's agile, it's mobile. And, you know, the integrations that an automobile had to go through yeah. uh, j- just to get up and running. And so, you know, what, what I realized, and I, I've got some notes here on that, is that, you know, when, when, a, um, when the car was invented in 1885, there were no light signals, there were no road rules, there were no paved roads. And so it had to operate on the, pre- on the previous technology, you know, on these little horse windy paths. And so there were a lot of, you know, ebb and flows and back and forth and, and a lot of haters out there in the space. Oh, did you ever follow the Pessimist Archive? No, no. What's that? That's on Twitter. You should follow the Pessimist okay. Archive. It pulls up articles of like old things. And one of them, you know, that I've seen before is that it's like a news article talking about how like the car is a bad thing I'll and horses are, you know, <laughs> horses are the, the, the way of the future and yeah you know, they're more dependable and yeah and it, it, but it could be like with anything it's what is it like, the pessimist archive yeah yeah okay. he, he pulls up headlines all the time of yeah you know that's funny my, one of my stuff. favorites is i'm sure you've seen this then is the uh new york times article from 190 i think it was 1903 about you know it's going to take man a million million years to, to to 10 million years to fly um, yeah. it's going to be, an, you know, we're going to need ample mathematicians and engineers. And then two months later, the, the Wright brothers are flying in North Carolina. Yep. So it's like, golly, just, just how bad, um, it can be. How, how bad. And then you see that Senate hearing yesterday yeah. or Congress or whatever it was and uh, you know, and just seeing how bad they're whiffing on it. Yeah. You know, we're like, if people don't get it, you're like, oh man, you, you were like the guy that, who was it? Um, I know he's against Bitcoin too, uh, and he said um, that the the uh, internet will go the way of the fax machine. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I think that guy won a Nobel Peace Prize. I remember seeing that fud around there. Here, I, I got some. Uh, let me. I just pulled up, and and this. What's interesting about this, Corey, is when I read this, I um, I remember seeing some of this information, and then it just I I, I blew off Bitcoin right in 2017, yeah. 2018. 
you know, because I've been on Twitter since 2009. So I know I've, I saw this information somehow and it just made me think, ah, you know, whatever with Bitcoin. It makes it easy to brush aside. It, it makes it easy to brush it off. But uh, I got an article here, you know, September 2017, JP Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon says Bitcoin is a fraud that will eventually blow up. Well, in February 21, 2021, JP Morgan says investors could make Bitcoin 1% of portfolios. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. here's what, here's one from Goldman Sachs, May, 2020 Goldman Sachs lists five reasons why Bitcoin is not an asset class nor suitable investment. One year later, not even 10 months, March, 2021 Goldman Sachs to become the second big bank offer offering Bitcoin to wealthy <laughs> clients. Here's what this reminds me of. It reminds, you know, I remember growing up and, you know, my parents w- would say something like, you know, trying to teach life lessons to kids, to my brother and I, and it's like, okay, people will say things, but you have to watch their actions because words, you know, people will, 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 will say whatever they want, but if you watch their actions, that's going to tell you what they truly think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that's an elementary school lesson, Corey, right? That yeah. we all learn, like, words are important, but actions speak louder, you know, you know, mm-hmm. as you're trying to figure out life, it's like, okay, you know, how I act matters. And that's just a perfect example of, you know, these, these major financial institutions. They're taking- dispelling all that FUD in, <laughs> but then when you watch what they're doing. Right. You right. know, and it makes you wonder all the people in Congress, how much Bitcoin do they own? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it does. What I found interesting is the more I read in this space, and I'm kind of on some Alex Gladstein stuff right now, is the um, humanitarian opportunity that is available and how corrupt the fiat system is. Oh, yeah. In, in the sense of not getting, you know, if, if I wanted to send... Um, you know, if I wanted to send a thousand dollars to, uh, I don't know, a nonprofit in Nigeria, how much of that thousand is going to get there? Yeah. Like and and who does that 500? go through? Right. And, 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 and why mm-hmm. now we have a, a peer to peer system that, that I can get, you know, $999 and 85 cents to where I want it to go. I mean, you want to talk about empowerment. Yep. Right. In sports, that's what we talk about all the time, right? O- uh, you know, owning your position. Um, you know, again, your effort matters, right? Coming t- together collectively as a team for one one common goal, one dream, what we're looking to accomplish. I mean, you want to talk about helping people. We now have, you know, through, you know, Bitcoin as layer one, and then when you get into the Lightning Network um, as layer two and strike, t- to be able to cut out the middle man and get the funding to mm-hmm. where you want to go for, for causes and people that are near and dear to your heart. That's incredible. I think what's mind blowing Corey is, is, is the, these entities and these governments, these authoritarian regimes that position themselves as helping people. Yeah. And they're not. Yeah. They're yeah. funneling the money. Oh yeah. 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 They're always doing that. I mean, the, you know, I, that's why I think they are so, I mean, this is their Bitcoin is the chance to get out from underneath their boot. And, and there's nothing that they can do to stop it. You know, the right. governments, they have their, they have their foot on the throat of their, the people. Right. And, and it's slipping away. Right. You know, right. which is why I think it's so cool, you know, with El Salvador, yeah. you know, um, and other countries are going to jump on it. I've, I've said, been saying for a while before El Salvador that that whoever the country is that wants to become a superpower, all you really have to do is adopt Bitcoin. Right. Like if you're, you know, if you're, you'll move up a tier as far as like where you, you know, run in the, if you're third world, you'll jump up to second world, you know, or whatever. And if you're a second world, you'll jump up to first. And, and uh, yeah, I, I, you know, it's like with China banning mining, it's like, oh, right. that's great. That's great. Right. Like that's right. good. <laughs> it's good news. Right. You know? Right. Right. That's going to dispel, you know, the, 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 the negative connotation that, you know, they have, you know, majority. So of the much miners. China. Well, yeah. You so know much what? Mining Here we power. go. Now it's, it, it's, it's getting more spread out. And so. Um, if China's re- against it. That's generally a good thing. Right. You know? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> they don't exactly. They just permitted people to have two children, I think. So, you I mean, know, it's, it's like just crazy. 
and then and then you have Elon sucking up to the to the teat of you know his government overlords. Like, did you see him talking about like, oh, China is so prosperous, blah blah blah. Like, yeah, that, that, that's a horrible boy. perspective. And 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 uh, you know, he's an inter- he's an interesting guy. He's obviously you know very smart smart guy. Um, has had ample success. Um, he but here's what I love about Bitcoin: it doesn't care. No. You know, whether you're a billionaire or you, you got a hundred bucks to your name, um, tick tock, tick tock, here comes the next block, you know? So, yep. uh, that, that's beautiful, um, to, to have something that's truly decentralized that nobody can billionaires control can control that. That's and what's so mind boggling, Corey, is that, you know, we've, the world has never seen anything like that ever. Yeah. And so I think. There's there's this just like shock or, or, or there's this confusion, these mind bombs that people can't wrap their brain around of like, you know, well, OK, just wait till Wall Street gets involved. What, what That doesn't matter. Great. Yeah. They can come on board or they don't, they don't have to. It's it's inevitable anyway. Or, well, just wait till, you know, this sec of bi- the, the, this section of billionaires comes in and they, and they really put their foot down. Great. Doesn't Whatever. Matter. They, doesn't matter. And I don't think, you know, I, I just. I don't think people can wrap their brain around that, that it does not matter in a true decentralized protocol. It doesn't matter. Well, I like what you said, you know, where it's like, it's literally the first time that something and something that can't be controlled by anybody exists. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as how, it, you know, plays towards you personally, you know, cause you could think like, okay, well you can't control oxygen, like oxygen exists, but right. as far as how it relates to you, like somebody could cut your oxygen off, you know, like, right. You know, so it's like, but they could, they could suffocate you. They could do anything, but they can't confiscate your Bitcoin. Right. Um, you know, and I talk about it all the time and I, I laugh, you know, I don't condone the criminal, but this guy in Germany and they had like $60 million worth of Bitcoin. And they were like, we have your Bitcoin. And he was like, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, exactly. yeah, we, we took your, we took your wallet. And he's like, you can't get into it. And when I get out, I'll just recover it on a different, you know? Yeah. And it's like, ah, like as terrible as it is the guy, you know, who knows what he did to get in jail. Um, but yeah, like you can't just take stuff from people. Yeah. Well, think about, think about Corey, the, um, I mean, you know, Again, wherever people side and we have different personalities, different perspectives, but it, it literally is giving the power back to the people um, yeah. to, to make their own decisions where now governments have to be acting right. And, you know, I think Ross Stevens said it this way. We, we've got a, a, a financial um, protocol that is run by rules and not rulers. And that just kind of hit me different because, you know, with, with our central bank and, and, you know, the fed being created and, and just, just the wastefulness, um, that they've done in, in the hundred plus years they've been, yeah. you know, in, in existence. Um, wow. There, there's, yeah. we're all governed by the same rules. We we've never seen that. And I think, What's interesting with all the FUD that continues to come out is that these 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 men and women in leadership positions who for years have been championing champ, championing equality, financial yeah. equality or, or, or whatever um, for votes, for votes. We now have a system that actually yeah. gives the power to the people and. And we don't need people, as Surfer Jim says, we don't need some people and you know right. to write some words on a piece of paper. Right. It right. just happens on its own. And, and so and so now the market can truly correct itself honestly. Um, and so you know I've I've become a, a big fan of Ross Stevens. I read a lot of his work, and I I I am in alignment with what he said in his last interview. Um, where he said, you know, we haven't seen anything yet from potential taxation, government involvement somehow in a negative light. Um, again, that's not going to do anything to the Bitcoin network overall. But I, I think mm-hmm. what we have to get people to wrap their brains around is that, you know, the the current uh, legacy system isn't just going to roll over. They are going to kick, scream Oh yeah, and do everything that they possibly can. So, you know, as much I, I'm an optimist, but I, I think I think it's going to get nasty. Oh, and I've so, been saying that. Yeah, it's, it, you you 
this whole system that they had control over, it's like, did you think it was just going to happen easily that they were just going to give up and be like, oh man, okay, that's it. Yeah. So, you know, to, to the, the listeners that, you know, still have their Bitcoin on exchanges or are, 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 you know, maybe worried about the responsibility of owning their own keys. I think the more you dig into this space, we, we've, you, you want this ownership, you need this responsibility so that when sit, things go south, because they will, um, you, you own your key, you, you own your Bitcoin outright. And, and so I think, you know, for people that are in this space that don't uh, self custody yet, I think there needs to be a little bit more of, um, you know, light, light a little bit of a fire under your tail, like, hey, let's, let's pull this thing off the exchange. Yeah. I mean, what are your yeah. thoughts on that? No, I agree. Um, you know, I just had a, did a Twitter spaces the other night and, um, and a lot of the conversations around self custody. Um, and I agree. I mean, I, I actually, I was telling them in the space, I'm planning on going down and like being like physically present with guy Swan as he walks me through how to do it. Cause I'm so nervous about like sending the amount of money that I want to send through on the, you know, cause you have to send it. Yeah. And then if you screw it up, there's nothing you can do about it, but that's, yeah. you know, personal responsibility. And, you know, a lot of people said they were like, do a test, you know, throw $10 through. And then right. once you see that it lands in your wallet, then you can, you know, do more and, yeah. and slowly work your way up. But I'm just like, then I thought, I mean, cause I'm a filmmaker. So I'm like, Oh, this is a, this could be an interesting documentary. So yeah. <laughs> the guy was yeah. like, all right, yeah, come on, you know, like, let's do this. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's all about the self custody. Cause then, you know, if they ever try to come after you, you could say, well, I lost them in a boating, boating accident, accident. you yeah, know, that's or, the, that's the point. um, you know, or the fact that it can teleport, you know, across borders with you. And, right. um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's interesting. Um, because I mean, obviously you haven't, you know, you have an American flag on your shirt. I'm a, proud american um but like with uh alex gladstein when i had him on he said something like you know uh, like we're fans of america as it was originally founded mm. you know and um and then like guy swan even said to me where i because i've been conflicted with like i was like so much what's happening in america is anti-american mm. you know as far as the idea of freedom and self-sovereignty mm. and and everybody is created equal and um and we're seeing the opposite of that yeah and um so, yeah, so it's like America, the idea is something that got let out of, you know, the can and and uh, ever since 1776, because there was never really freedom before that. And the, all the world powers have been trying to put it back in the box. Mm. And and uh, so, you know, I hope that the United States remains that place for freedom. But it's like you have to look at like, OK, I mean, it, probably not in my lifetime, but, you know, is south america central america going to become like the new the new world where right. it's all for prosperity and and freedom and and yeah. you know that's how they attract people and get people to move there and and how do you transfer your bitcoin you could do it through your head right right you know i'm in an interesting spot as a united states olympian because I am mm -hmm. so passionate for this country um, mm -hmm. to wear the red, white, and blue and represent the United States in the Olympics. I mean, it was an absolute honor. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I, I love this place. Um, oh yeah. Do we have I, issues? Yeah. It's like when I right? say that, I'm like, I don't want to ever, ever right. leave. I love right, this. I right. will fight for this place. I'll fight for it. I, I love it. There, there's no doubt there are, there are issues that we all need to work through. So, so totally on board with that. Um, but but what our government is doing to debase the U.S. dollar, and and I say this as a proud American, yep, is horrible, yep, and and it is, um, and Corey, it, it is the opposite of what it means to be an American, yeah, right, and when when you are robbing and stealing through inflation and quantitative easing and so and doing I, I, it with a in doing it deceitfully and doing it deceitfully and doing it like well you know things always just go up you know i mean we just gotta you gotta make more you gotta spend more that, that, that you know that, that that that's the economy that's the keynesian economics like hold on can, can yeah. we do this differently and so um i mean you think about like if you look back 
you know, there, I forget who it was, but somebody, they predicted that it was in the 1930s and they predicted that by like our generation, um, they'd be working like 15 hours a week because, you know, technology will advance, you know, right. we won't need. And, um, and it's just kind of like sad to see that they've basically with the st- starting at Bretton Woods, but then going off the gold standard, yeah, how they've just basically created a hamster wheel right. for the population to, to run and run and run. And, you know, my parents are nearing retirement and I was just having the conversation with them last night. And it was like, man, like it would have been so much easier for them to retire. And even earlier, if the inflation wasn't. Yeah. If we had some money, right. Exactly. There's a, I mean, you might've already seen this, but to the listeners, there's a, um, a podcast with uh, Jeff Booth. So he wrote a book called The Price of Tomorrow. Yeah. But then he, he did a uh, like a seven part series with Robert Breedlove on talking. Who has, sin- who has since destroyed his credibility. <laughs> come on, oh, right now. I'm like, Robert, come on, man. Come, come he was home. So good. Come he home. was so good. We'll always welcome you back. Yeah. With yeah. But right now, but, uh, but yeah. B- Booth great was spot series. on. It was a great series. Booth was spot on on. Technology should be deflationary and just the, 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 the sound, the, the, when you have sound money, you can do it. And so I think what's interesting about this space and the power of Bitcoin as the soundest money, because money is a technology of the ancillary benefits of what we can do once we have money that can't be debased, that can't be inflated, that can't be, Mm -hmm. you know, confiscated is you know, we can get back to rewarding the, I don't know, movers and shakers of the world, the, the people that are truly adding value and not just rent seekers, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, that's how you improve a civilization is you, you reward and you incentivize the right things. You just don't, you know, somebody closest to the money printer is getting all that. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's, it's so backwards. I know. I know. It's in, you know, I had Jeff on my third episode. And, and it was perfect timing because I got his book for Christmas, just finished reading it. And he was like, yeah, oh, come on. I'm like, oh, my God, this is perfect. And, you know, when we were talking, we went down that rabbit hole of like, you know, like you said, not looking for rent seekers, like right. providing value. And like he was like, really, the only way whenever you have sound money to gain money is by providing value to other people. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like, I, I don't know if you've listened to Preston Pish, but he said before, you know, and I, I had been thinking this way and and it just kind of was like yeah this makes sense once bitcoin becomes the standard what do you do people were like oh it's just gonna you once it stops appreciating what do you do you know and it's like well then you turn around and you buy things companies they're gonna have free cash flows you know like and that provide value and the only way they're gonna have free cash flows is if they provide value to other people exactly and then you you then you kind of get into like how it'll help peace around the world because jeff booth said he was like you know, in order to have war, like from he's like, if I have an army, that means I have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. That means I lose my Bitcoin and having that army doesn't gain me Bitcoin. Mm. You know, sure, there's things with like secure, you know, personal security or whatever. But like you can't go out and with a, an army and confiscate somebody else's Bitcoin. Right. Like you could with gold back in the day. And that's exactly. what they did. Yeah. yeah. So, you you know. You're, you're not going to have these situations anymore where, you know, and then I'm sure if you mentioned Gladstein, I'm sure you uh, read the petrodollar and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And that just blew my mind. Yeah. And it, it, that's kind of one of those things where it shakes you to the core of what it means to be an American. Right. Um, but then also whenever you get shook, I think part of being an American is getting shook to your core of yeah. what it means to be American, you know, because in other countries, they never don't have the freedom to question their leaders right 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 you know and that's something that's beautiful about this country is that you know you can you can openly question things Mm -hmm. and well until twitter stops (laughs) until you get censored right yeah yeah but but that's a big problem you know and and what i've noticed is you know so i've been in this space for 2021 um i've consumed a ton of content because it just sounds like you're like on warp speed and uh and I've noticed is that the deeper that I go, the more excited I get about, you know, the, the, the I'm here for the technology. Uh, I, I guess with 2021, you can say that, right? Because I, I didn't yeah. have a bag from back in the day. So I, I truly am here for the, the technology and the future um, with, with the way yeah. the, you know, if we just take the price out of it because of, of, of the power it can get 
it can give to the people. Um, you know, the idea that you can transfer wealth with a seed phrase that I, that I can cross a border and take my wealth with me with not having, you know, bars of gold, uh, all this. Don't tell Peter shit, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he he'll be, be it like whenever that. we're all trying to transfer or go across borders. He's sitting there at the airport getting all his gold. Got all gold. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's mind blowing technology. And the only thing I can think about because it's so, it's so mind blowing that you, it's so disruptive that we haven't seen anything like it before that it's tough to put into words. But the only thing I can think of, think compared to would be like, you know, the creation of the internet. Um, That's what Guy Swan said to me. And this is, and I don't know if somebody told him this or this was his thought, but it, this is what, really really changed my perspective too was he said that it's the base layer it's the yeah. protocol layer yeah kind of like how tcp ip is the base layer of the internet yeah and then emails on top of that and you know all those other things yeah everything got built on top of that so it's right. like once you realize that you're like oh my god yeah like having one bitcoin eventually will be mind-blowing right you know right. probably for like our kids generation like once they get to our age it'll be people will be like oh my god your family has a bitcoin like a that's bitcoin. insane right 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 agreed because you're basically at that point competing against like you're supplying the fine to me i mean this is really an uneducated view but you know in, in caveman terms you're supplying the finances you are the central bank that pro- provides the money that all the banks will operate with right you know, so like whenever you have, you know, in the States, you have PNC Bank, you have, you know, Chase Bank, all these banks, and they need money because they'll, I'm sure, adapt and try to exist in some way as far as currency, you know, movers and a place for you to store your money right. and, and transact. So they'll be turning to people that actually own Bitcoin and being like, hey, can we, can you put that up on our Lightning wallet so that, you know, you can earn, you know, whatever percent, um, and it'll be, you know, a multi-sig, so they can't access it. It'll just right, be, exactly. it'll be something that you provide to them. So you'll, if you're a Bitcoiner, you'll be providing banks and finance, financial institutions service, the ability to use your Bitcoin. And so it's, it's just kind of funny where all these ones that are in power now are going to eventually be turning to you being like, hey, hey do you have any of that? You know, yeah. like you're the old, uh, the old uh, Dave Chappelle, like, Dave yeah, Chappelle, you yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and so I think that that's just fascinating. And, and I saw this stat, it said something like, if you own 0.21 Bitcoin, like 98% of the world won't be able, the rest of the 98% of the world, like won't be able to accept, you'll be in the top two percentile of Bitcoin owners. Yeah. Incredible. You know, it it reminds me of like, um, land, you know, land is, is finite here, right? On yeah, earth. You can't create and, more. Uh, can't create more. There's 57 million square miles of land. 33% of it is desert. So we can't live there. 24% of it is mountain, mountain peak where it wouldn't be, um, mm-hmm. you know, reasonable to live. And so that leaves about 24 square miles, 24 million square miles of land. And so, you know, anybody in real estate, any realtor, lender, whatever, always talks about, you know, um, you know, pick up some land. They're not making any more of it or, you know, uh, this yep. is finite, right? And, and again, depending on where the land's located, uh, there's different types of value. But just using that analogy, Corey, okay, if, if we're going to value land as a finite resource, which it is, why wouldn't we take that those same properties to Bitcoin? Because yeah. it has it, right? No more it's than twenty one million stuck to the ground, and, and, and right. So and and yeah, um, you said, I mean, wait, there's twenty four million square miles. Twenty four million square miles of livable land of in livable the world. Land. Yeah, so fifty seven square miles total. But Bitcoin. yeah, so very comparable and and that. But you know, if you if you own land in Manhattan versus land in I don't know, Topeka, Kansas, there, there's a little bit yeah. different of a price price adjustment. Bitcoin, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter yeah. where you live. Doesn't matter, you know, get, get some of the pie. There's not one zero. piece of Bitcoin that's more attractive right. than another. Right, the one that was the, the, the Bitcoin mine from the Genesis block in 09 is, is not more uh, 
you know, than the, 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 the one that's going to get mined here in the next 10 minutes, 20 minutes. I guess it's 10 now, now that the little, did, little did, difficult adjustment. Did it happen while we've been, uh, I think it's, or? it's coming today. I don't, I don't know if it's happened yet. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how far that drops. Um, but it's a beautiful thing, you know, where it, it just, it doesn't, I, I tweeted this last night and said, I was like, you know, the, the, the most amazing part about Bitcoin is that all of us, basically my whole thought was all of us are on here talking. Everyone's tweeting about it. Everyone's talking about it. There's media constantly. All these things are happening and Bitcoin doesn't care. Yeah. Like it just keeps going. Yeah. You know, it's like no matter what anyone's saying, so it's funny that we all have this commentary and it's great to, you know, educate people. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just like, there's a Bitcoin almost is kind of like, man, you guys bicker a lot. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to, you know, turn out another block and right. Right. And then uh, keep securing this and, and getting stronger. And I mean, I don't know how you can be bullish on that. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know how you can't be if, if you truly, and I, 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 I like to come to things like from a, position of a skeptic. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to ask clarifying questions. And so if, if you start to truly understand this work, again, not coming from a finance background, not coming from a computer science background, but just understanding what is money, um, under, you know, looking at the landscape of, of, you know, the U.S. dollar and what the government's been doing for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I have a tough time how somebody could not be long Bitcoin. I guess yeah. I can understand if they, if they wanted to be short, you know, with, with the ups and downs, they wanted to trade it or whatever, you know, that's their fancy, whatever. But I, I don't know if you've truly done research in this space and understand how to identify what's FUD and what's not, how, how you can't be long Bitcoin. Yeah. I, I don't what, know. I'm curious what, uh, with you being, you know, class of 2021 yeah class of 2021 what's i like the, that uh, yeah what's the what's your view on like ethereum and you know i'll let you give your view first and how you've gone through it and then i can yeah share my views <laughs> you could probably guess mine but you know. yeah so you know like we, newbie, i mean i owned it i owned it until march i think yeah i think what's interesting you know it, it it pegged itself as you know if bitcoin's digital gold it's it's digital silver or you know if bitcoin's gold ethereum's oil um here's here's what's interesting Corey. is again the more i read in this space um nothing that ethereum can do or says it can do or will do um bitcoin can't do in the future or can't yeah. do now if they wanted to um it's amazing i love how seeing a lot of us that are newer to the space see that so clearly like you know like i've said you know and i can't get past like ethereum isn't hard capped so like we don't know the total supply right be manipulated it can be centrally controlled right and um and it's not as secure so beyond that like it's like well what why would i want that and right. then you know every cool idea like you said bitcoin can do all of it you know it's right the second layer like you know roger Ver. you know if you've dug down and seen him you know the old uh bitcoin jesus that made bitcoin cash and did the hard fork right because um, they wanted you know, bigger blocks didn't they I remember when they were blocked yeah, they, they wanted they like we wanted to be able to make transactions happen quicker and everything and it's like it's just so funny that like he was like we we have to change the fundamentals of bitcoin in order to have transactions happen faster right now and now the lightning network is here right and we need to keep layer one we need to keep layer one layer one that's it yeah layer one layer one that that's it you 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 know if, if 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 you've got a brilliant idea and then maybe you do layer two and so on bring it bring it yeah. but if we get layer one right um and keep layer one right uh not a problem i heard i heard like on a twitter space that somebody was it was a debate between bitcoin and ethereum okay and this guy to his credit he's he was the only ethereum person up there and to, to his credit he was fighting for it um but uh there's really no rebuttal for like when they're like you know you were worried about big blocks but like now we have lightning network so what's 
right what's wrong with that you know and and they right. come up with like their couple of talking points but none of it really right lands um so it's just kind of interesting to me you know of like kind of taking like shortcuts thinking like yeah. from a sports perspective yeah so like you know you can take shortcuts and maybe have short-term gain but is it gonna is it gonna right. benefit you in the long run you know right um, you know is there or well you know thinking of uh <laughs> thinking thinking of uh, i was thinking of uh cool runnings he's put, oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> he put the weights he put the weights, weights in, in the, the front of the bobsled the, you know yeah and yeah it's like no you didn't win like it might have temporarily gave you some some happiness and right some advantage then, but yeah but eventually the bottom falls out and you know so that's why i say i think ethereum trends towards zero yeah um where bitcoin trends towards infinity right you know, it's just going to keep going. Oh, and then Kathy Wood and Ark, you know, they filed for their ETF. That's exciting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she's she, she's a brilliant investor, right? Just just mm-hmm. brilliant. Um, and so to see them come in the space um, and 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 what they're I trying George to do. George Soros. I mean, not that I'm a yeah. fan of George Soros, but no, no, no. But it's like, oh, but, I know. but it's for everybody. It's yeah. for everybody. See, that's the thing. Like, it, it's for everybody. You know, I mean, you want to talk about somebody who who hates america yeah um but you can't you can the american idea is you can't let them you can't bar them from it right and, and so you know that's a that's a that's a perfect example of it it is for everybody and he can't come in here and change the rules and he can't come in here and pay for you know how he wants to stack the deck and what, he, what he's done in the past um it's kind of funny too that you know think seeing elon like i think all these you know, really quote unquote smart people, they get in and they go, like, I can manipulate this. Mm. And if you've noticed, like, I noticed that Elon's tweets were having, you know, a diminishing effect on the price of Bitcoin. And he slowly stopped tweeting about it because his ego can't handle the fact that he can't manipulate it. Right, right. I mean, I don't know. I don't have an ego like those people, but I'm also not in their position where you could have a millions and millions of people uh, sucking up to you and telling you you're great and all that kind right. of stuff. So, so it's very easy for them to fall down that, but I just think it's fascinating how I think these people, they jump in, they're like, I can control it. And then once they realize they can't control it. So maybe that's what, you know, Soros yeah. would be like, Oh, I can come in and short it. And all he realizes maybe he had a temporary effect, but that's it. Right. Well, I, you know, Elon's Twitter has just been crazy, right? Uh, up, down, up, down. Yeah, I read his biography earlier this year. Um, look, he, he's a smart guy. Um, obviously, have had a lot of success. I, I think he sees what's coming. You know, he threw out this foot about the the mining and and uh, and all of that, but they're not going to sell any of their Bitcoin. Um, that you know they'll they'll get back to accepting it or whatever once once the mining gets you know yeah. on, on more renewable. So you know what's so interesting is has anybody looked at these lithium mines that are I powering know. T- you know have, have, we, have we looked at that? Um, you know like carving I, up the earth. And, you, know, you know so do we do we want to have a conversation around that if you know? Or, yeah. So again they, they pick and choose these vacuum scenarios um, that. You know, it, it, so I, what's interesting is as you do more research and, and you just you you look at things when you zoom out. Right. And and look at the scope of things like it doesn't matter, Elon, man, I hope yeah. I hope you keep your one point five billion in Tesla. Who knows? Maybe you sold in Q2. Um, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Go buy your dog. Doesn't coin. matter. Yeah. Whatever, man. Go buy your dog coin and and, and deal with it. So um so I got to ask you about the transition, you know, like you said, you had your agent and yeah. everything, but athletically, that's a crazy transition to go from, yeah. cause it's not like you were a lineman or anything. <laughs> right. you were a wide receiver, right? Yeah. Receiver. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to make yeah. that transition to, you know, and it's funny cause a lot of people, we all love cool running. So we watch yeah. them make the transition from, uh, from that, from, from the track heat. And field. Yeah. Track and field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and which this kind of makes sense as to why you are so agile with being able to shift your focus on the Bitcoin when it comes to finances, you know, and kind of like you said, with your 
talking and all the all the talks you give you know about being nimble but how did that happen i mean what you know did you start just training differently and realized okay this is an opportunity and and how do yeah. you who do you call up the bobsled team and just say hey, yeah 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 yeah. You know? yeah good question so um you know i, I kind of fit the mold because i had the track background and and playing football had put muscle on me so because they look for guys who you got to have strength but then you have to have speed sleds heavy sleds heavy so you couldn't go to a gym and just go get the biggest meathead in the gym he wouldn't be able to run with the sled he might be strong mm-hmm. but he and, and then the same thing with track and field you know you you couldn't go just go get the fastest sprinter because yes the they might be able to sprint but they don't have any strength to really move the sled so the, you try to find that happy medium where you find guys um and we have a women's program who's incredible but think about you find people who have both strength and speed. So I kind of fit the mold. And um, so no, you know, a lot of YouTube videos looking at different angles and how they train. But when I got to the Olympic training center, I uh, started watching Did you get an invite there or did you? Have yeah. To- so I, I recorded some of my sprinting and some of my lifting and I sent it to a driver um, okay. and the driver said, Hey, why don't you come out here in a couple months, push a bobsled around, see if you like it. I said, all right, I'll come out. But if my agent finds a football team, I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so true story though, one month before I'm supposed to go, you know, try my cool runnings. Uh, I get a phone call from this driver. He goes, Johnny, one of my guys has showed up overweight. Do you want to come up now and compete in the U S four man team trials? And so I'm like, well, you know, when's the race? He goes, it's in two days. I said, two days, man. I've never, you've never pushed a bobsled. I've never pushed a bobsled in my life. You know, I haven't been on ice like this. He goes, Johnny, all you have to do is get inside the sled. (laughs) So true story, Corey, my first time uh, ever on ice. I flew in the night before team trials uh, and and we took third place. It was unbelievable. So it set in motion this journey of, you know, becoming an Olympian, but yeah, the training, you know, in football, um, you've got three hours to play a game and bobsled. I was a push athlete. So you, I push the sled, I get in and then you just hang on. Um, that portion of my responsibility is only five seconds. Yeah. So you go from a three hour game to a five second responsibility. Everything in bobsled was heavy lifting and short sprinting. So we did a lot of squats, a lot of power cleans, and then we did a lot of sprinting. We did zero cardio. There's no cardio in bobsled. And so I remember, you know, I'm, I'm about three months out from the Olympics. I'm in incredible shape. And my fiance at, at the, she was my fiance at the time. Um, we're walking up like three flights of stairs and uh, I get to the top and I'm like, Hey, hold on. I got to catch my breath because I, I, I don't have any, I don't have a cardio component, right? I haven't yeah. done cardio in four years. You don't, you don't need it. And so yeah. it's funny now because, you know, she's, funny. she's my wife now, of course, but uh, she gives me a hard time about that. She's like, you were in the best shape of your life right before the Olympics. So you could even go up three flights of stairs without, you know, having to like, hey, hold on. Let me, let me, let me catch my breath. So, uh, Being yeah. Being like Seth a, Rogen in uh, Superbad. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> so the, it's just beer. It's just yeah. beer. Yeah. So, the, uh, uh, so the, whenever you guys are in the bobsled though you have the only thing i mean you have to turn your head right and know all the turns or no well you need to know the turns but you, there's no moving in a bobsled so cool running so they they cinematize that okay. once you once you get in Corey, it's it's you you, you, you get out of the wind tunnel right yes yeah, so you got to be lower but then the guy in front of you and then you brace yourself along the side and there's no moving because if, if you move in that sled and you're in a high pressure curve, you could fishtail the back end of that sled. And uh, that's how, you know, yeah. one of ways crashes happen. So, um, you, 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 so what you if push. you have to sneeze in the middle of it? <laughs> well, it's a good question. I don't think <laughs> that, that, it, it's so a good, like, um, family guy sequence. Yeah. Of, like, yeah <laughs> like it's Peter Joyd. <laughs> it's so uh, the adre- it, it's such an adrenaline rush and it's oh, very violent in the sled. Um, so how fast are you going on average, about 80 miles an hour. The fastest track in the world is in Vancouver, Canada, actually in Whistler, Canada. We went 94 and a half miles an hour there. Well, no seatbelts. So yeah, it's, no it, seat it, it's a crazy ride. Like, yeah, it's the, you know, roller coaster without any safety harness. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. um, so when you're in there, so you have to get out of the wind tunnel. Yep. Arms against the side, arms against minimize the side. your movement. Yep, you got handlebars and, you're holding on to. And then you're basically just literally holding as, as hard holding. as you can. 
Yeah, hold, holding, just you're, you're trying to stay stationary. You want to be low. Um, I get motion sickness, so I like to ride with my eyes closed. Oh, <laughs> so I don't, because what you see, <laughs> yeah, you know, when you're going that fast, you, I mean, the, you just see, I mean, it's like tunnel. I mean, you just see, like, it's flying right by, you know, and that kind of messes my equilibrium up. So I just ride with my eyes closed. Uh, I got to do that. I got to try this. Yeah, you I should. Gotta... They do, uh, if you're ever in Lake Placid, New York or Park City, Utah, they those are the have... two. Those are the two tracks in North America. I assume uh, it has to be only wintertime. They can't run. No. The so they have, um, they, they do a bobsled on wheels in the summertime. So you can still take a sled and see what it feels like. You won't drive it. They have a professional driver. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you'll, uh, you'll sit in it. And uh, yeah, I've got friends that, you know, text me or tweet me all the time. Like, hey, I'm, you know, doing the bobsled run. Uh, but yeah, it, it'd be a great, uh, if you're ever, ever in upstate well, New York. I wanted to ever since I would like cool runnings and I became yeah. obsessed with that. And then I, uh, I remember trying to build a bobsled. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, with wheels, like I was taking apart old rollerblades. Okay. And, okay. Oh God. I was maybe like 11 and it just became a mess, but I had this, like in, in my mind, the vision was so much better. And I was like, yeah, can bobsled down the driveway <laughs> and, you know, into the backyard and, Too and funny. it never, uh, never happened. So, so you're, so then the driver, they yeah, have the dr- to, so the, the other three, or if it's two men, just the other guy, but basically you're all this built the same. Yep. It doesn't matter. Like those three positions. Yep. It doesn't really matter where you're sitting, right? You just no. You well, you you have your assigned seat, but you're, our, you our job, used to. our our responsibility. The three guys in the back. Our responsibility is to push that sled up to speed, get in, get out of the wind tunnel, no moving. The driver. So I guess you could consider us like offensive linemen. The driver is mm-hmm. like the quarterback. Mm-hmm. He has he doesn't have a steering wheel in the bobsled. He has D rings. It's, so it's on a pulley system, and so he's literally using these D rings to pivot the blades of the sled. His, his eyes are just above the cowling. So he's trying to get as low as he can. And he's responsible for driving the sled and, and navigating it. So we get down the hill fast and safe. And um, yeah. And what so happens he, if they, you know, don't, cause I, I wonder, I mean, I, so I played hockey, so, you know, I know yeah. that you can turn the blades, but like if the blades are cut into the ice, you know, well they're not to... so our blades are they're more rounded um that would okay. damage the ice if they were if they were like hockey blade i always um, wondered so... that like if there was like because it would be if it was like hockey skates you'd oh be yeah no nah, you live in track yeah it's all it's all rounded um and, and we sand them before races so everything's rounded you wouldn't okay. even you, you have to do a blade inspection uh before you even compete and so if somebody even tried to bring something like that you have dimensions that you have to work within so it wouldn't even so if you ran your hand across a bob oh yeah you wouldn't cut, cut you no 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 it's rounded it's probably you probably have like i don't know three eighths of an inch of a round that, that's hitting the, the ice so yeah. it's yeah what's the uh so the and then once you get across the finish line i mean basically you got the guy in the back sanka doing the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> sanka pulls the brake we got a, like a little claw that he that when we cross the finish line he's pulling to slow the sled down and then when you get out, you got to go weigh it. So there's a there's a weight limit. So with four guys and the bobsled, you can't go over 1,300 pounds. So we try to run about 1,297, 1,298, because if the break, when you come up the braking stretch, if you catch any snow in your sled, which everybody does, yeah, um, and that weighs and that puts you over 1,300 pounds, you get disqualified. Okay. So you always run two to three pounds, a little light um, to, to take into account the snow that you're going to pick up. But you weigh it to make sure that you're you're within the weight limit, and then you head back up to the track. You, you get two runs in a race, and okay. uh, it's it's the lowest time that wins. Combined time, lowest wins. Oh, so they combine um, both times. It's combine not- both times, and and lowest total time uh, wins the race. The um, so then do they weigh it before you go down too? Um, we no, they weigh it. They weigh it after your first um after your first run. Okay, so they don't weigh it after the second run? No, they don't. Mm-mm. And you have to carry the sled up? Uh, we have trucks, these big trucks that we we roll them onto. How so, much do they weigh? Pretty heavy, about 212 kilos. So whatever 212 is by 2.2. So wow. 400, almost 500 pounds. They're, they're pretty heavy. So, you know, in cool runnings where all those guys have the sled on their shoulder over their head, no, not a chance. No. That's, that, uh, uh, that's cinematized. That's still such a good moment at the uh, at the end. Uh, it's you know it's just such an emotional moment. The the dad, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, 
did you ever were you ever in a wreck like that or oh yeah yeah i've had um eight crashes in my career um they do not feel good i'll send you one maybe you can put it in the show notes and uh, the listeners yeah. can uh, watch a bobsled crash uh, it was our crash in switzerland st Moritz, switzerland they got pretty nasty pulled one of the, the brakemen out of the back of the sled so it, it, it was pretty dirty mm. yeah i'm sure that didn't feel too good um well uh hey johnny i really appreciate you coming on I, i'll let you get running here i know you got a busy day but uh where can people find you? And, you know, let's, let's definitely do this again. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's for sure. fun seeing uh, the Bitcoin journey. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Unfold. So yeah. Where can people find you? Yeah. So I'm on all, all social media platforms. My handle is at Johnny Quinn USA. Uh, that also happens to be my website, Johnny Quinn USA.com. And I uh, love, uh, love being part of the Bitcoin community. I'm excited for the future here and, and super long Bitcoin. Thanks awesome. for having me on. Yeah, thanks, Johnny.